This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Mike Sedita. Hello out there and welcome to the Good Neighbor Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Sedita. We are recording episode 120 today, and we have the owner, Dro- oh, sorry, Joe Gramado of All Smiles Sleep Solutions. See, I just said a second ago, I, I have these little hiccups where I say something off. There you go. There's one made it into the first minute of the podcast. Joe, welcome to the show. Oh, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me, Mike. So in case you're not fully aware of what the Good Neighbor Podcast is and how we got started and why we do what we do, just a little bit of background. The Good Neighbor Podcast during 2020, during COVID, was started as a way for business owners, charity groups, philanthropic efforts to be able to get their message of what they're doing into the community so that residents and other business owners can learn from their experience and learn a little bit about what they do. And over the past three plus years, the Good Neighbor Podcast has evolved into a national podcast. We're in Denver and Virginia and Atlanta and a bunch of other cities around the country. I'm fortunate enough to be the person here in Tampa that gets to talk to business owners like you. So with that said, tell us a little bit about All Smiles Sleep Solutions. Uh, Yeah, so All Smiles Sleep Solutions, um, we're kind of a, a specialized business within the dental field. Um, we focus on making oral appliances or mouth appliances for patients who either snore or have obstructive sleep apnea and either can't tolerate or use a CPAP um, or are looking for another option because they don't love their CPAP. You know, it, it's funny. So at one point in my life, I was about 400 pounds. I was a big guy. I had everything you could possibly think of. I was allergic to stuff. I had bad joints and aches and pains and high blood pressure and everything in between. And I I had, I got tested and had did a sleep study and had sleep apnea. The CPAP machine in 1999 was the most uncomfortable machine. It looked like I was going either, either a rocket ship into space with an oxygen mask on or a deep sea diving. And it's so funny how that whole, industry or category, if you will, has evolved in the past 20 plus years where it's it's highly recognized now. And I, I don't think you can see, I mean, there's a million little gadgets for it. So is what you do customized? Like, do people come in and you do some measurements? Like, how does that all work? Yeah, exactly. So it's, it, we the appliance we make is custom fit for your teeth. It fits on your upper, lower teeth. Um, some of the appliances that we can make look similar to a set of Invisalign retainers. Um, So fit on your teeth very nicely. And then uh, part of the device is designed to support your lower jaw. So it keeps your lower jaw from dropping back. So what happens in sleep apnea, we mentioned the PAP machine, your lower jaw and tongue drop back in your airway space and keep you from breathing properly at nighttime. So the CPAP, the masks and everything are used to blow pressure through that part of your airway, keeping your airway open. And they work very well. I would never tell anyone who's using a CPAP to stop using it. It's an excellent treatment. There are a lot of people out there, though, who have trouble tolerating it. Um, So this appliance, again, fits on your upper and lower teeth and stabilizes your jaw from dropping back and helps you breathe at night. Well, the biggest part of it when I had it, I mean, it like literally went over my head, came around to the front of my face on my nose, and it was just super uncomfortable. Like trying to get your head on a pillow while you're wearing like a, a scuba mask is, is pretty difficult. So it's great that the technology has come forward 
so mm-hmm. much that like I mean I even see them. They're 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 not as intricate as what you're talking about doing, but there are ones that I guess you could buy over the counter. Like I remember in high school playing football, the the analogy I would make the difference is we had a mouthpiece. Some people would just mm-hmm. put the mouthpiece in their mouth, and other people would form it to fit their face. So that yeah. sounds like kind of like the the difference in the two. Yeah. Um, so for you, I know you, I know you have a, you know a little bit of an interesting background, and you know one of the things I like to ask business owners is part of their background and also part of some of the the hardships they may have encountered in that journey and overcome them. So tell us a little bit about your background and some of the obstacles you've overcome to get to where you are today. Yeah, so um, I have a pretty interesting uh, history or way I got into doing this. So I, I ran my dental practice, opened my own dental practice in 2009, did general dentistry, um, you know, cleanings, exams, fillings, crowns, all of that till about 2014. Then in 2014, I got a flu vaccination. And about two weeks later, I was diagnosed with transverse myelitis, which is swelling across the spinal cord. Uh, It left me uh, paralyzed from the waist down. Um, So made a significant recovery from that. I received really excellent care um, in the hospital, went to a rehab facility. But I I basically had to learn how to completely walk uh, again as an adult. Uh, as I was recovering from that, you know, just was never able to fully get back into doing dentistry even till today. So that's led me into treating patients with these these appliances. So so back up. I know you said it, but I, I don't know if I actually mm-hmm. processed it correctly. Sure. You got a vaccination that did that gave you a reaction? Yeah. So there's a small percentage of people who, when they receive a vaccine, can uh, can experience an adverse autoimmune reaction, right? Your immune system kind of gets whacked out. So my immune system confused my spinal cord for the flu vaccine or for the flu and um, attacked it, damaged the um, outer layer of my spinal cord and caused uh, paralysis and, and loss of, of sensation from, from the waist down. And when that happens, so you get the vaccination, mm-hmm. um, how long does it take from when you, like, are you immediately able to, to does it happen instantaneously yeah. or it happens over a period of time and then you're like trying to figure out what caused yeah. this and it takes a period. Exactly. So it was about two weeks later. Um, I had come down with some flu-like symptoms and just thought, oh, I'm having the flu. And over the next few days, it just got worse and worse to the point where I, I lost, you know, the, the feeling um, rushed to the hospital and they diagnosed it. And I was 33 years old at the time, no prior health issues. Um, and that's, that's really the only thing that made sense was that it was linked to the vaccine. So, I mean, this is, I, I don't like to be political or get into any of that stuff on this podcast, but just short answer here, because of that experience in 2021, when everybody's getting vaccines for COVID, are you one of the guys that just says, Hey, I, I like, I, ha- I don't have a good track record with this. I'm not going to do that. Do you no longer trust that system? Or do you just say to yourself, you know what? I'm one of a small population. This is, you know, kind of an anomaly. And you kind of go forward that way. You, how do you, where's your stance on that? No, good question. Um, I consulted with my doctors and they advised just don't get the vaccine and be safe and, you know, mask up, stay away. Um, yeah. And let us know if you have any symptoms and we're going to treat it as soon as, as you let us know. Um, so, yeah. That was- so you, you've definitely made some lemonade out of, out of some lemons that you've been dealt. 
But let me ask you this question. As a kid, did you always want to be a dentist? I mean, was that like, were you like the little kid from Rudolph? Like, were you like the elf that just always wanted to be a dentist as a young man? Yeah, great question, Mike. Yeah, pretty much. So my my father's a dentist. Um, so I saw that I'm growing up. And I really saw the, you know, that's why I love that you're doing this podcast to get to know people. But I love the relationships he had with people. It had nothing to do with when I was young. In, in second grade, I dressed up like a dentist for the what do you want to be when you grow up day. Right. So, um, you know, but it was always just about his interactions with people. And, and I'm a personable person. I really care about my patients. Um, and it's just it's, it's been great. And as you said, you know, um, this opening this business and helping patients who struggle with sleep apnea uh, has really just given me the ability to continue to work with people and help people. You know, so, and I'll kind of get off of it, but there's one other thing that kind of comes to mind. Like how long were you practicing dentistry? Uh, we graduated, I graduated in 2006. So 2006 to about 2014, um, full time. And then, so, so my question really is similarly to like a professional athlete, right? Who as a little kid wants to be an athlete, goes to college to play football, gets drafted into the NFL. They're, you're, let's call you a running back. Okay. So we'll say you're a running back. Your career is short. There's a short mm-hmm. shelf life. These guys retire from that and have to figure out what to do with the rest of their lives and they, you know, go in a bunch of different directions. But they always talk about that loss of the thing that they're passionate mm-hmm. about. So even though you just said, hey, look, the thing I like about it is that interaction. Is there a part of you that just ha- is melancholy for the fact that this thing that you've loved as a child, you, you can't do? Is that still Does that still affect you? I would say not still, but definitely early on. And I right. can totally relate to like you said. I'm a big sports. I love sports. And I, I really, you know, I feel bad for for those athletes because it's, they poured their lives into it. Like I did, I went to four years of undergrad, four years of dental school, you know, just looking forward to, to performing dentistry on patients. Um, and then that's taken away just like the athlete when their career is ended or, or retirement, they're still young when they retire a lot yeah. of, a lot of life to, to live. Yeah. So, you're what? 36, you said uh, 33. 33. Yeah. 33. So, um, but I, I think that's just part of it. You know, um, you can either feel sorry for yourself when things like that Fight happen, or, you know, you kind of just keep moving forward and, and find your way. So so let me ask you this. I mean, what you do, I mean, it's kind of a specialty. I think you went from like dentistry where there's one like, shoot, I drive up and down 54 every day. There seems to be a new dentist going in. Um, you kind of narrowed it down to a more specialized field. Um, I guess two questions. The first question is a logistics question. Where are you? Do you have a brick and mortar store where you fit people like an optometrist for their mouth or do you do everything online? Where are you located? What is your service area? Because I would think it would be much bigger than the radius around a dental practice. Yeah. So uh, right now, our main location is Landa Lakes, uh, Suncoast Parkway, State Road 54 area, right in front of the Suncoast Meadow uh, housing development there, Bexley's down the road. Um, so this is our main location. This is this is still the dental office for um, All Smiles Tampa Bay, which my wife um, is the dentist here. Um, and then I have my area to practice focus on this. We also have a satellite location in Clearwater. Um, and um, uh, we're looking to continue to expand um, to be able to provide this service in different areas. But we have people drive an hour or more to come see us. We really 
absolutely have to see see the patient in the office at least once to go ahead and get the scan. Uh, but if someone's traveling a great distance, we've uh, mailed um, their device to them once they come in. Uh, the digital scans we use to take impressions are so accurate that the devices just fit so Crazy. well and are so comfortable. So very minimal adjustments. And then we can do everything else telehealth uh, with the patient after we see them that first time. So I have a ton of questions now. So there's a whole bunch of questions that's come from this. So um, the imagery, I mean, so very good branding, by the way, all smiles, dentistry, all smiles, sleep solutions. So clearly you guys have business acumen to know how to brand the business great, which I love as a marketer. Um, is there equipment, like, and I'm thinking in my head from a dental office, and I don't even know if they do it like this. Some do still, some don't. We're used to sit to get your x-ray, you put your head in a thing, and it would do the 360. But I've seen some offices have almost like a wand that they just run on your teeth to take those images. Is that similar equipment to what you're using to get the jawline, the impressions and all that? So are you sharing some equipment with the missus? Uh, yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. So we use, um, it's essentially a high speed, you know, digital camera. It's just taking a bunch of images, makes a 3D model. We send that off to the lab. The lab uses that to make the device and then we get the device to the patient. Um, so it's made it a lot easier. You don't have to go through the traditional impressions and patients with small mouths and that can mm. be tough on people. So. And then I guess my second question I have from that is, you know, your wife, I mean, do you guys meet in dental school? Have you known each other since you were kids? How do you find a woman who's like, hey, I just happen to be a dentist too. Let's have a dentist and a snoring facility all in one shot. Yeah, no, good question. Yeah, uh, we met in dental school. We were in the same dental class. Another little interesting tidbit, she's four years older than I am. So she went and did a master's degree after she graduated from undergrad. And I did an accelerated program to get into the dental class a little bit sooner. And yeah, it was was meant to be. So what you're saying is she picked off an underclassman while you were young and and impressionable Pun intended, impressionable on your teeth. That's great, man. That's outstanding. And you guys live kind of in the area too? Yeah. Is, is the office close to home? Yeah, yeah. We're right in Land Lakes. Um, yeah. I mean, that makes it nice, especially along that corridor because I drive that pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be too far. I mean, there's, there's some nice back ways to get to stuff, but there are times of day that that road, especially where, where 41 and 54 yes. kind of exchange – I kind of call that like my dividing line. Once I get past that coming from Wesley Chapel, I'm usually okay. Um, So so let me ask you this question. And and it's interesting because it is such a specialty. Do a lot of people come in with some, you know, like misconceptions or myths thinking about what this is going to do? Do they think, you know, they just put it in and instantly they stop snoring? Or is that actually not a myth? Is that how is that what the design is? What are some of the things you're correcting people on when they come in kind of uninformed or misinformed? Good question. So um, we do work hard, um, again, by the time they come in to see us, to inform them as much as possible. So we offer, you know, phone calls and, um, you know, televisits prior to to answer a lot of those questions so that we don't, uh, you know, have someone drive all the way over and and learn about it and be like, ah, that's not for me. You know, we we respect people's time. Um, But, yeah, there are, are some misconceptions out there. Um, some of it is caused by, um, you know, some providers who have um, gotten into this treatment without going through extensive training on how it works. OK, any dentist can make this device. Um, that's the qualification to be able to make this device. I have put in 
hundreds of hours of post-training to really just learn all about the sleep issues and how it works and how the device comes into play. But right. some of those misconceptions are um, jaw issues. So we'll still get someone every once in a while and say, oh, I don't want to wear that. It holds my jaw forward. It's going to mess up my bite. And, you know, I'm not going to deal with that. Right. Um, we have a lot of, of protocols, of ways to make sure that doesn't happen to patients. But people have experienced that again, going to see someone who has um, not had as much experience, uh, if that makes sense. Um, well, there's always those, right? There's always those couple of, I don't want to say bad apples, but there's always those handful of people that don't quite put in the time to their craft that other people do that can, right. can sort of sour it for people. Yeah. Yeah. And again, we see it in our world, people getting into things because it looks profitable and uh, just doing it to make 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 a buck. Um, but we're really here to, to help our patients do whatever it can, whatever we can to make it right. Um, so that so the jaw issues are one, uh, you know, some people do think, oh, I'm going to put it right in and it's it's going to work right away. Um, there are some adjustments that need to be made with time that ties into the jaw issues. So if someone's jaw is set at a, a position that it doesn't like, they're going to develop some jaw issues. So again, we have, have some ways um, that we, we provide the treatment that um, accounts for that and keeps people comfortable. So a couple questions off of that. So one, if your wife is examining somebody for their dental need, is there a way, and again, I, I'm a novice. I, I, I don't like mm -hmm. to put my fingers in anybody's mouths, so that's not my specialty, but is there a way during her examination or during a hygienist examination where they might say, hey, listen, from the looks of this person's structure, mm -hmm. they're a snorer and we need to bring Joe in to come and have a consult? Is it is that an easy transition? Yeah, yeah. So it's really easy to screen patients in here. Um, you know, we have a lot of dentists in our area who actually they don't treat sleep apnea, but they even do a really good job looking at their patients to see if they're at a higher risk. But yes, uh, patients with a larger tongue or if they're lying back, their tongue's dropping back and you can even kind of hear them making either a snoring sound while they're breathing. Um, or, um, you know, all dentists uh, should be doing a real thorough oral cancer evaluation, pulling your cheeks and your tongue out and looking around and looking down your throat. Um, so if you see a patient too, a, a dentist sees someone with really large tonsils or just a bunch of tissue in the back of their throat, all those things make someone at higher risk. Um, also, we ask the questions and, you know, anyone listening to, um, you know, Mike, you too, people you come across, your friends, you know, are you tired during the day? Do you snore? Um, all of those major things. If you, if you have a couple of those that you say yes to, it's always a good idea to be sleep tested by your physician to see if you have sleep apnea. Well, that's what had happened to me. I, I was I was working and going to school at night and I found myself just at zero energy level. I was overweight. Uh, there were a couple of things that were going on. And my primary had just said at the time, listen, why don't we just go get a sleep study to see how it goes? And that's that's what that's what unearthed it for me. Uh, I guess the other question I have for you is, does insurance cover this apparatus? Great question. And, and that's what we put a lot of time into and still continue to try um, to get in network with other insurance companies. But yes, it's covered by medical insurance policies. So okay. it's a medical treatment. Um, they consider it uh, durable medical equipment. So kind of similar in the broad classification of CPAP machines or wheelchairs, you yeah. know, all of that equipment. But yes, we bill under durable medical equipment. So many of our patients have coverage. Um, towards the device. Our, um, our office manager is really good at knowing and, and learning about 
insurance policies. So when patients call, that's a lot of times what she'll do on the initial screening is, hey, what's your insurance? Let's see if there's coverage. And um, they'll know pretty early on um, if there's a benefit. But yeah, probably 80% of our patients have, have insurance coverage. So this, this question is going to kind of lead me into a follow-up question, but and it's something I've been wondering about for a long, long time. When you're in dental school, what part of your curriculum teaches you to ask people a question as soon as you put a dental dam or, or some sort of dental thing in their mouth when their <laughs> mouth is full of stuff? Do they teach you that in school or is that just something that has to come naturally through your personality? Because every dentist in my entire life wakes till they have four fingers and a spoon in my mouth to ask me, so how's your day going? Yeah, we had a whole class on that. There was? So, no, I'm I just kidding. There <laughs> it has to be for all of us to be that good at it, right? <laughs> and you guys are good at it. So that leads me into my next question is, what do you guys do for fun? When you're not in the office, you're not taking care of people's you know, oral needs and hygiene and snoring, what do you guys do for fun? Um, yeah, so my wife, Melissa, and I, uh, we have a 13-year-old daughter and a 10-year-old son. Um, they're both uh, heavily involved in sports, uh, school sports, you know, outside of school. So that's the majority of our time now. Um, uh, equipment. It, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm the, the chauffeur and the, uh, yep. the equipment manager. Um, so, And then we love Rays baseball. Um, so we go to as many Rays games when it's their season as we can. And um, yeah, those are big things. We like uh, outdoor sports. We try to go on a, a, a ski trip, a snow skiing trip once a year. Let the kids see the elements a little bit so they know that there's other stuff out there. Yeah. Yeah, they're actually both excellent skiers, so it's it's fun. They've been we've been doing it since they were probably three and four years old. I'll tell you, the Rays started out so good last year, and they were running away with it. But that season is so dang long; it's it's yeah. tough. I mean, I'm a Braves fan, so we kind of had a similar thing. Yes, we just were kind of running away with it all year long, and you get to that. It's got to be hot getting into the postseason. Yeah, well, that's exactly it. The Rangers had a solid year, but got hot in the playoffs and just continued through. So yeah, it's and that's I love baseball. You know, it, it you know it's. I like baseball. Like okay, so I I put sports into two categories. So baseball, I love going to the ballpark. I mean, mm-hmm. at the stadium here, it's tough just because it's indoors. It's like watching it in the living room. Not so much, but like the smell of the grass at an outdoor stadium in the middle of the summer when it's warm and you smell the hot dogs and the popcorn and the leather and all that stuff that I like. Um, Hockey is another sport. I love going to see the lightning play. I'm a a huge devils fan. I used to love going to see them play. The action is so intense at a hockey game. Now football, on the other hand, I've I've gone, I like going, Mm -hmm. but seats have to be good because I'm blind. I have to be able to see the field, but to sit on my couch and watch Red Zone and see seven games going on at once, it's a little bit more enjoyable of experience. The NFL has made it such an enjoyable experience, but yeah. baseball really is great. I mean, I, I played it growing up. I, it yeah. was always my, one of my favorite sports until I got to football and was allowed to yeah. get hit and hit people. Was yeah. made it fun, but um, the, the nuance. And my biggest thing, I love the stuff they've done with the game, mm-hmm. um, but I'm more of a traditionalist. I was always a National League guy. I wasn't a big yeah. DH guy, but now mm-hmm. that's everywhere. Um, I like double switches. I like that a manager had to understand the lineup and what was coming. And some of that's taken away, but the speed of the game speeding it up has made it so much more enjoyable that I, I, I've gotten to the part where I'm just like, yeah, I can overlook it. Yeah, I agree. I'm with you on all of that. So let me ask you this then, and kind of as we start to wind this down is, if there's one thing we could take away from this entire conversation that 
people who are listening to it need to know about your business or, or some of the stuff you guys do, you and Melissa do in the business, or as a consumer, what they need to know about coming to see you, what would those things be? Yeah, well, I think one of the, the the biggest things we prided our dental office on when we opened that and continue, I continue here with the, the dental sleep office is we care about each and every person that walks through the door for the person they are, right? We, um, we treat the patient. I will do everything in my power to make this uh, treatment successful. Um, and I, I think that's something that, you know, in my experiences is, is lacking in some areas of, of our society. Um, so I just want people to know that when you come in here, you will get that personal service. Um, and, and that's, that's what we pride ourselves on. And Joe, what is the best way for people to get a hold of you? If you want to give out the website, your phone number, any of that information, if you want to, you could all smiles, dental, all smiles, sleep solutions. You can do both. You could do either or whatever you want to do. What, how would people get a hold of you? Yeah. Yeah. So if you're looking for a dental office or for help with your treatment with, um, you know, with sleep apnea and are interested in this oral appliance, uh, best way is our phone number 813-345-8580. We have wonderful, um, you know, people working up front. Any of them up there can help you answer your questions. And then if you want to go to our website, uh, just kind of learn a little bit more about oral appliances and, and some different things about sleep apnea, it's www.allsmilessleepsolutions.com. So folks, if you're listening to this and you don't see Joe and Melissa driving their kids around with sports equipment, they're probably at All Smiles Sleep Solutions, All Smiles Dental in Lando Lakes, Right off of 54, you can reach them at 813-345-8580, and you will get the best of their bedside manner. They're going to treat you with respect. They're going to take a personal approach, and your benefits are is a good chance your benefits will cover it. Joe, thank you so much for being a good neighbor. Thank you for being on the Good Neighbor Podcast. You have a great afternoon. Awesome. Thank you for having me, and you have a great afternoon as well. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast Passcode. To nominate your favorite local businesses to be featured on the show, go to gnppasco.com. That's gnppasco.com or call 813-922-3610.